Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book, Games Without Rules, The Often Interrupted History of Afghanistan. This is a book about internal struggles and external interference in Afghanistan. It covers a 200-year period. It tells the story of Afghanistan's development and how it has been repeatedly disrupted by Western powers, returning again and again to its own course. Since ancient times, Afghanistan's unique geography has made it a strategic crossroads. Several civilizations converged in this place. And many great empires have fought with one another for dominance in the area. Many times, over thousands of years, Afghanistan has been invaded by foreign enemies. About 3,000 to 4,000 years ago, the Aryans conquered the territory. Later, the Persian Empire took it over, and then the Greeks. Even Buddhists once ruled the region. When the Arabs took control, they established Islam as the main religion. However, since that time, modern invaders have continued fighting over the land and tried to set their roots in Afghan soil. Because of this turbulent past, Afghanistan has earned the title Graveyard of Empires. To understand Afghanistan, let's first learn about the game called Buzkashi. This game seems to be unique to Afghanistan and the surrounding grasslands. The easiest way to explain the sport of Buzkashi is simply as a test of skillful horse riding to catch a goat. The goat carcass lies on the earth, and the mounted participants all ride towards it. Whoever catches the goat first must gallop out of the field of play. They win if they are first to cross the finishing line. What is special about this game? Unlike most other games, there are absolutely no rules, except who is first to reach the finishing line with the goat. There is no referee. Participants can wrestle and fight together, unconstrained. The players rely solely on traditional customs, social context, and conventions, these are their only restrictions. Buzkashi is the epitome of Afghan society as it was more than 200 years ago when people lived without rules, laws, or judges. Everyone was in a perpetual battle, fighting in many, often bloody conflicts. It seems that there was no civil society in the past, none at all. Living in Afghanistan is no game. So, does the nation need rules now? For many years, the Afghan people have searched for a future path. Their thoughts keep returning to two key issues, whether there should be rules. And, if so, what rules should they be? At the same time, numerous foreign powers have taken an interest and tried to influence and even dominate the Afghan nation in another game, effectively also without any rules of play. Foreign power interests and the internal struggles of Afghanis are intertwined, making the situation in this country unusually complex. The book's well-known author is Tama Mansari. He is an Afghan-American, born and raised in the Afghan capital, Kabul. He emigrated to the United States in 1964. This experience has given him a comprehensive understanding not only of the culture of Afghanistan but also the democratic values of the U.S. The breadth of his perspective leads Ansari to dispute the statement that Afghanistan is the graveyard of empires. He aims to explain Afghanistan's long-time turbulence from an insider's perspective, suggesting why recent invaders have failed time and time again to conquer the country. To continue, let's learn about the book's main content in three parts. Part 1 – Afghanistan's Own Game 
Part 2, Foreign Power and Interference. Part 3, The Folly of Forcibly Imposing Rules on Afghanistan. Part 1, Afghanistan's Own Game. In the 18th century, at the same time as George Washington stepped onto the political stage in America, in faraway Central Asia, the Afghan Empire was established. The nation's founding father, forever honored by Afghanis, was the country's first King Ahmed Shah. In the heyday of his rule, the territory of the Afghan Empire stretched from eastern Iran in the west to the Indian River in the east, encompassing modern-day Pakistan, most of Tajikistan, and parts of Kashmir. In this period, 99% of Afghans believed in Islam, making Afghanistan the second most powerful Islamic country. Second only to the massive Ottoman Empire. These facts are testament to the success of Ahmed Shah's rule. But even so, Ahmed faced huge challenges governing the country. He was not unique, all Afghanistan's kings have faced the same challenges. The first challenge an Afghan monarch faces is that the people have no concept of a nation. Their primary care is for home and family. The majority of the population are Pashtuns, whose society is organized on a tribal system in which various groups, tribes, clans, and families, either large or small, are autonomous, in charge of their own affairs. Each family has a patriarch who will consider their rights to be supreme. In this way, Afghanistan is more like an alliance of different tribes scattered across the region instead of a unified nation. During the reign of Ahmed, Afghanistan didn't even have a defined border. The so-called king was merely the head of an extensive group of independent patriarchs. The second challenge is that rural village communities occupy most of the land in Afghanistan. The communities hardly consider themselves to be under the control of the king. The king's power depends on the tax revenues, and most of these taxes come from cities like Kabul and Kandahar. The king first rules the cities and then extends his influence to the surrounding countryside. Beyond the four or five major cities are vast areas where most Afghans actually live. The king's control is like a magnetic field, the farther away you go, the weaker it becomes. In Afghan rural society, everyone is related through marriage. Money is not a necessity here, and people don't even need to barter. They help each other and exchange commodities. The system is purely based on trust and their interrelationships. In a family, men and women, elders and children all have their own responsibilities. There is a division of labor. Every family member cooperates to form a functioning, self-sustaining system. Within tribes or clans, larger decisions are discussed and decided by the Loya Jirga, a traditional grand assembly of the tribes. People live their lives in compliance with Muslim values and rules. For people living in these rural areas, it doesn't matter who the king is. As an Afghan proverb says, better a strong dog in the yard than a strong king in the capital. However, this form of society is like a sword hanging above the ruler's head. Once the leader of a tribe feels that he is more revered than the king, he will start to consider taking his place. As soon as a ruler's policies pose a threat to the interests of the village, the villagers will revolt. As a result, Afghanistan is continuously beset with civil wars. Traditionally, such conflicts are so prevalent that it's difficult to stop them from happening. Following Ahmed Shah's death, his sons and grandchildren were not able to rise to the challenging task of running the country. They killed one another in a power struggle, and in just 30 years, the king on the throne changed six times.
In a final civil war, Amir Dost, Muhammad Khan, was the victor who emerged. In 1826, he started the Baratsai dynasty, established the capital of Kabul, and began to build a unified country. During his reign, he defined the territory that is basically the map of modern-day Afghanistan. Due to the threats from two powerful empires, the United Kingdom and Russia, it became nearly impossible for subsequent monarchs following Dost's reign to expand their territory. Therefore, for later kings, expansion was no longer their most important goal. Instead, they devoted their attention to eradicating internal disputes and countering separatist forces. Amir Abdurrahman was a king who followed this policy. The grandson of Dost Muhammad, he was determined to eliminate separatist forces, end village autonomy, and establish a unified nation-state. During his reign, if a local force tried to rebel, or if the leader of a tribe became a threat, Abdurrahman wouldn't hesitate to eradicate them. In a period of 21 years, Abdurrahman was victorious in 40 internal skirmishes. But winning these conflicts was not enough for the king. To completely dismantle tribal power, he forced the large-scale migration of several ethnic groups. Through this move, tribes were separated from their allies and became the neighbors of their former adversaries. He also redrew administrative boundaries. The tribes were then divided and put into different administrative divisions. Under this regime, local governors couldn't collude with their tribal kinship groups. Abdurrahman's wish was to create a new Afghan society, comprehensive, unified, and homogeneous. He established a strong central government with bureaucrat agencies across the country. Despite his ambition, he failed to realize his objective. After all, it was too great a task for one person to fight against the entire tradition of Afghanistan. In the end, Abdurrahman created a country divided into two worlds. On one side were regressive rural areas, conservative and strictly following their Islamic faith. On the other side were the larger conurbations, pursuing modern ways. Through his iron determination, Abdurrahman enhanced the Afghan ruler's status and paved the way for the country's future split between secular society and Islamic law. Represented by villages and tribes, the old Afghanistan does not need secular laws as a Muslim nation. They believe that Islamic Sharia's law is the only legal code to obey. Making laws is a supreme task, only for God to decide. Law is not supposed to be a human affair. All humans must do is defend Islamic law and strictly abide by it. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.